0: Father, we thank you tonight for this opportunity we have to to come and to um, think about worldview and to uh, be together to fellowship with with one another with fellow believers and brothers and sisters in Christ we um, we thank you tonight for um, the way that you have answered. Prayer, Lord, we we do pray that you would continue to be with Mike and, and with Sheila, and um, Father, just continue to restore him to health, to uh, lift his spirits, uh, Father, and and minister to him in a, in a very special way, and to Sheila as well. Um, Father, we um, do pray tonight for for Dixon. Pray that you would continue to to heal him as. Uh, and work and restore him to health. Father, we uh, we pray tonight as we uh, look at these points, as we consider uh, these references to Scripture and, and uh, Lord, think through these things that you would, uh, Father, you would teach us. Um, and so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so for... Probably a little over 20 weeks now. Um, our students have gone through different subjects each week. So each, each time the study we're doing, each time we, we would meet, we would look at different subjects in order to kind of understand them in light of what Scripture has to say about them. Um, and, and this is over against what, what our culture is going to tell them about these issues. So we've, we've talked about the, the creation of the world, about manhood and womanhood. We've talked about death, and, and we've talked about movies and entertainment. we talked about money. Um, talked about the existence of suffering and the existence of evil. Pretty, pretty heavy stuff, but very important stuff as well. And, and, and what is our worldview of that? How are we going to understand those things? And so tonight, we're actually going to start kind of the the end, coming to the close of this study, we're going to start a a few uh, lessons that kind of bring it to a conclusion and and bring it all together, and um, all the things that we've we've talked about and been looking at throughout this study. So uh, tonight's lesson actually is called The War of Worldviews. so, that we know that if we hold to a biblical worldview, um, that not everybody does um, in our culture, in, in our surroundings, in, in our neighborhoods, in our environments. So, um, that inherently means that there's going to be conflict. We're not going to agree. And so, um, there, there's war uh, internally as we try to work out our worldview. There is war um, outwardly with, with other worldviews as well. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And, and we can play off of this analogy a, a little bit. We know that um, that literal physical war is is a reality in this fallen world. We, we also know that, that God has ordained governments. That he's given them the authority to use the sword and uh, to protect its citizens and to um, restrain evil, and uh, but we also know it is horrible and brutal and and devastating as this type of war is. Um, this this world uh, war of worldviews is actually uh, actually worse, and and this is how it's stated in in the lesson. Although this war of worldviews which seem to be less deadly and destructive is actually much more dangerous than physical wars because the true enemy is much more powerful than any world dictator, army, or terrorist. And so we're, we're dealing with supernatural things. We're dealing with eternal things when we talk about this. So um, one place we can go and look is Second Corinthians. And here's what Paul writes he says for though we walk in the flesh we are not waging war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ and so really in reality what we're looking at is a a we're dealing with this biblical worldview, which is the truth, over against all other worldviews, which are lies that are being told and believed. And people are being deceived by these things. Um, another passage that speaks to uh, the Christian life as, as the war um, is Ephesians 6. And there we read, Finally, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God then you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Um, Again, using this illustration of, of warfare to talk about the Christian life. And we see here that the enemy that's talked about is the devil, we see it in verse eleven, or um, Satan, as he's also called in Scripture, and so we do need to know and be aware of some things about this enemy against which we fight in this war of world views. Anybody else have a, have like a hard time? Would would y'all have a hard time saying that? World 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 views, war of world views. It's just me. All right, um, War of Worldview. Come. Kind of. well, <laughs> uh So, when we look at this, here's what we know from Scripture. We know, first of all, we know that Satan hates the truth, and he's a liar, and and we see this in in John chapter eight, where Jesus is speaking, and. Um, he talks about when, when, when the devil lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Um, another thing we know about this enemy is that he has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And in 2 Corinthians 4, um, we're told that. Uh, he has blinded their minds uh, of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ. Number three, uh, Satan is at work in the lives of unbelievers. In Ephesians 2, it talks about the the prince of the power of the air, spirit that is now at work in the Sunt of Disobedience. So he's he's actively working in the lives of unbelievers. Number four, uh, Satan seeks to devour people, even believers. Um, and First Peter talks about to, tells us to be sober minded to be watchful he calls to the devil an adversary and says he prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour number 5 Satan often disguises himself as an angel of light we see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 Um. And so, again, it's wise when you're in any kind of, of battle, in any kind of confrontation that you know the truth about your enemy, the one that you're going up against. Um, when, we've been, when we've had previous lessons in this study, we've, we've looked at the fact that the Bible tells us that there are really, there's two things that lead somebody um, to reject God's truth. Um, Tim, can you click on my, uh, maybe click on the window? There we go. All right, thank you. Um, two things that, that lead someone to reject God's truth. Satan's lies and a simple heart that believes those lies. Um, and so, when we go back and look at, at some of the verses we just read, um, we see that Satan has tactics, he has strategies, um, he uses schemes, and the word here that's used is um, similar to our word method. So, it, it refers to a, like a deliberate process, it's something that's calculated, it, it's Organized evil, as, as the lesson calls it. So he's crafty, he, he's cunning, his plans and his strategies, like they're not reckless, they're not haphazard, um, very thoughtful and very intentional. Um, and we need to know that about him. Um, and so we're just going to walk through quickly some of the um, different forms that these schemes might take. Um, that as, as Satan does this. Uh, first of all, he uses arguments. And he, we're not really necessarily referring to like people screaming at each other here, right, to, to make a point. We're, we're talking about people sharing and supporting their viewpoint. Um, and so often these false arguments, they, they can sound really good. They can sound convincing, that, you know, especially when they're, they're delivered passionately, and they're, they're well-articulated, um, and, and someone's very good at doing that. So, argument. Second, um, authority. Uh, when someone presents what's, what seems to be a superior or a very impressive opinion, and, and a lot of times it's, it's delivered just as if it's fact. Especially when told from someone who's in a, a position of authority. Um, it's easy to kind of get caught up in this. You know, when you, you see somebody and they've, they, maybe they've got like a PhD, they studied at Oxford, they've got all these different they're using words that you've never heard of before. It's easy to look at that and say, man, this, he's got to know what he's talking about. that's um, not necessarily true. Um, Another thing, other religions. So really, kind of everybody that's in all kinds of religions or or philosophies and and all those kind of pursuits of those things, we're we're trying to make sense of the world that's around us in in many cases and and trying to um, put that together. And, And there are times when other religions... May seem to offer some very reasonable answers to to a lot of life 's re- really difficult questions, and so that can be something that that Satan uses to um, to carry forth his uh, the schemes that he has uh, another one popularity um, to, to draw people away from the truth of a biblical worldview, or at least standing for that worldview, right? None of us wants to be the odd man out, right? We all want to be um, liked, we all want to be accepted, and so, um, you know, when when this kind of thing comes up, it might, you know, we might just share whatever worldview that, that is popular, that the, the majority of people have. Um, it's something we can we can definitely fall into um, another one, ridicule. You know, people might mock those who hold to the truth uh, of a biblical worldview to make them feel foolish. And it's a terrible feeling, right, to feel foolish, to feel ignorant, especially when that's in front of a bunch of other people. That's, That's not a good place to be, a good feeling. So... Um, we might shrink back from that. Um, Another one we might hear a lot of times is passivity. In other words, like, a lot of people just don't get involved if the the issue doesn't seem to directly affect them. You know, kind of like, you know, why should I care? Like, they, they can do whatever they want to as long as it doesn't affect me. Um, and that's a lie. Not true. And, and finally, the scheme of persecution. So uh, Satan might use this to bring harm upon those who believe the truth and uh, dissuade others from following it. And so all, all these things are, are something our enemy kind of has in his arsenal to be able to use um, to further the, these false worldviews. And so it's, as we kind of mentioned before, it's our responsibility as believers to to be aware of, to to understand the capability that our enemy has, to to understand the power that he has, to not underestimate. it. And uh, one truth that that I thought it was important to bring out in in the lesson uh, that I think is really vital for us to remember is this. It says we're not to wage war against the people Satan has deceived. Instead, we are wage war against the schemes of Satan that they have come to believe in their sinful hearts. So, in other words, we attack false beliefs and false ideas and false ideologies, not the people themselves. Um, we also know in, in this war and in worldviews that, that uh, believers have been given... Um, by God, this, this armor for the battle, we see it in Ephesians 6. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And so when we, we look at this armor, we find that the, the, these physical pieces of armor kind of correspond to uh, a spiritual truth and spiritual armor for the believer. So there's a belt of truth. Um, confidence that comes from the certainty about the, the truthfulness of God's word. There's the, the breastplate of righteousness. So uh, believers are protected both by imputed righteousness of Christ that, that God considers to be the righteousness of those who believe as well as actual righteousness that believers over time, slowly conform themselves to throughout their Christian lives. Shoes of the gospel. Readiness for battle. Shield of faith. This, and, and this shield is like the, the really big one that, that would cover a soldier's, like, their entire body. Um, so the, the shield of faith. Um, helmet of salvation. and that, That's important. Right, because obviously the head's a very vulnerable place to attack. And so um, helmet's vital, and, and salvation is vital in our readiness to be ready for battle. Um, lastly, and, and the only offensive weapon that we see listed in this passage is the sword of the Word of God. So both to, to be united to the living Word, which is Christ, but also to know the written Word of God and, and place our full confidence in it. And these are all so important because we're all tempted um, in our view of the world and in our, our understanding of the Lord. We're, we're tempted to question God's truth. You know, maybe when we come across something that we, we don't understand, you don't understand what's going on or, or how this could happen. Um, or maybe we come across something, um, maybe in Scripture, that we, we don't like or we don't want to be true. We're, we're, we're tempted to question it. We're tempted to become discouraged in our lives when we're, we're faced time and again with the schemes of the enemy that we, we walked through a while ago. And, and they come over and over. And, and maybe we even become weary Right, and we just tired of it and want to just want to give up. We're tempted to lash out in anger at those who disagree with us. I mean, that is so easy to do, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, and that's where again it's important when, when we get to that point to remember that it's not we're and we're not at war with the person, but the false beliefs and ideas that they're presenting. Um, another quote here, when confronting different worldviews that people express, we need to be mindful that there are powerful spiritual forces behind these lies. Satan himself. People who believe these lies are not just expressing another opinion, but are demonstrating an inner spiritual condition. A sinful heart that has been deceived by Satan. So, they're not merely an opponent in a debate here. It's, this is... They're lost. They, they need a the truth of Christ in the gospel. Um, and so, having the truth of God's word here as, as a sword, there are a few things that, that we must know and we must do as believers. So, first of all, we must know the power of God's truth, um, it is the power of God for salvation. For the, the the eternal salvation of souls, as, as Paul wrote in Romans. Got to know the power of it. Second, we must trust in the accuracy of God's truth. As as Southern Baptists, we, we affirm the Baptist faith and message, and this is what it, it says about God's truth. The Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired and is God's revelation of himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world the true center of Christian union. In the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and religious opinions should be tried, all scripture is a testimony to Christ, who is Himself the focus of divine revelation. So it is true; it is accurate; it is trustworthy. You must know that. Three, we must be prepared with God's truth. Um, and to be prepared with it is to know it. And like Pastor Kerry had been preaching in the last few weeks on um, chapter 3, verse 15 of First Peter that talks about being prepared to make a defense to anyone who, give, who asked you for a reason for the hope that is in you. And we must know this truth to be able to um, be prepared with it. Next, we must learn how to use God's truth to combat the schemes of Satan. Again, the other morning, Pastor Kerry talked about um, polemics and and refuting this erroneous doctrine and and beliefs that we hear and, and that we're confronted with. And so it's our responsibility as believers to be able to do that. And the fifth one, we must wield... God's truth with love. And the end of the, the verse that we were just quoting about being ready to make a defense, it brings this out very well. But when it said it, at the end of the verse it says this, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So there's a right way and a wrong way to correct and admonish someone about uh, these worldviews, false worldviews and beliefs that they have. Um, the, the sobering thing, really, that we see about this war of worldviews is that, it, it, as we, we've mentioned this before, it, it's much deadlier than physical wars between groups of people or between nations. Um, you know, in, in those wars, buildings and structures are destroyed. Uh, people lose their lives. Um, but in the war of worldviews, Again, the cost is eternal. Um, It's an eternally serious issue for which we must be prepared as believers. And so this is why the, the daily use of the spiritual disciplines is so important in our lives. Studying scripture, prayer, meditating on the truth, memorizing God's Word. It's why regular church attendance is so important. Because as we meet, we're able to learn the truth of the word together. We're able to interact and to dialogue with with other people that are being exposed to the word. And and we're able to learn and to grow and to better prepare ourselves for this battle together. And so as we go, may we constantly be uh, equipping ourselves and and digging in and, and readying ourselves for this war that is happening of worldviews that we see all around us in our society. Um, And so, again, we talked about knowing our enemy, um, having the armor of God, and being prepared to um, do battle, spiritual battle in this way. And So let's close tonight in a word of prayer. Father, we... We thank you for the truths that we have talked about, that we've um, looked at, Lord, from your word. And God, we pray that you would, by your spirit, you would impress them on our minds and our hearts. We pray that you would use them, uh, Father, that we might meditate on them, that it may transform us, Lord, uh, throughout this week. So, Father, be with us as we go, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you.